0: Hello and welcome to Lady Time. I am your host today, Carol Fitzpatrick, and today I'm going to do an episode on self-compassion. It's a buzzword at the moment, and it is a good time to talk about it, just as we're about to approach Valentine's in the next week. And also we've just come through at the beginning of spring and Imbolc. Imbolc is a Celtic festival, Celtic tradition, and it is about St. Bridget. We, we celebrated St. Bridget's Day on the 1st of February. And in bulk is in the belly. So what's, what seeds and ideas are we nurturing to grow in our belly? And what are we going to embrace and allow to be? Allow a new part of ourselves to emerge. What is in your belly at the moment? What are you nurturing in your belly? So in bulk, it's also a time where we celebrate St. Bridget. So it's a Catholic festival as well. It signifies the beginning of spring, lambing season, the stirrings of new life. And it is St. Bridget's Festival or Félebrige, as we say in Irish. And it's the quickening of the year. The original word means in the belly, how all is pregnant and expectant. And only just visible, if at all. So like the gentle curve of when you're just showing in pregnancy. It's the promise of renewal, of hidden potential, of earth awakening and life forces stirring. Like spring is coming, here is hope, and we welcome the growth of the returning light and witness life's insatiable appetite for rebirth. So it's time to let go of the past and look to the future. Clearing out the old, making both outer and inner space for new beginnings. And this can be done in numerous ways from spring cleaning your home to clearing the mind and the heart to allow inspiration to enter for the new cycle. Bridget is also a pagan goddess and she's associated with healing, poetry, and the goddess of fire, of the sun. And the hearth. She brings fertility to the land, and closely connected to midwives and newborn babies. But at in she is in her maiden aspect. So here in Ireland, we make uh, Bridget crosses from reeds. There's different alternatives of those. You can uh, make them in a cross. Uh, it's somewhat like a wheel. It's fun to do. So uh, collecting the reeds is fun sitting down or or on your honkers in a field with scissors or just pulling them from the root you have to be in the countryside or somewhere close to uh, the outskirts of a city I'd say to find the reeds, and it's fun and it's a thing that uh, well I don't remember making in school but now I see my kids they make them at school and it's lovely it's lovely to have it Saint Bridget was a saint in Ireland in Kildare and she was a social activist she had I say magic, she had this cloth and she asked a local landlord for some land for her, her convent to help the poor. And he said, yeah, how much land are you looking for? And she said, well, uh, as much as my cloth covers. And he looked at the cloth and thought, yeah, sure, no problem. But she gently unfolded her cloth over and over and over again until it was quite a large piece of land but he had promised that that would be no problem so she was given this land where she could build her convent and help the poor so whichever bridget you believe in it's definitely a saint or a goddess linked with ireland and celtic traditions and we celebrate her at this time of year and what a lovely thing too is that next year in ireland we will have a bank holiday in her honor so i think it's the first female saint and female festival where we get a bank holiday so looking forward to that so self compassion is something that we're we're hearing more and more about and and rightly so we need to find compassion for ourselves because if we don't we pass on self hatred to our children and our descendants if we don't we burn out find ourselves in situations where we have nothing else to give because we're not giving to ourselves we are depressed unhappy uh there's lots of lots of things that come from not having self-compassion so being uh sick is one thing feeling unlovable because if we don't love ourselves then we're We're not going to attract love into our life, not real love. So learning to love the real, authentic you means learning to love you warts and all. And sometimes um, saying in the mirror, I love you is is good. It's definitely a good way to start. But it's also about developing self-awareness, learning about yourself and learning to love all the parts that come up for loving. So learning the jealous part of you, the envious part of you, learning to love the judgmental part of you and learning what that's about. So if you find yourself jealous, envious, or judgmental, having a look at those things that you're feeling judgmental about, that is finding in yourself a part that you judge yourself. So if you're judging others and you hear yourself judging others or you write Your journal, and you see a lot of judgment in that, then it's time to reflect on what that means for you. We need to love and accept all of who we are as we are. Every trait serves a purpose. And until we see the light in ourselves, we will not see the light in others. How you feel about the world around you is a reflection about how you feel about yourself. Everything you see in others reflects something in you. You draw people situations and events into your life that reflect what you are yet to love about yourself. So as you journey through life, you grow in wisdom and eventually you realize that many of your perceptions of good and bad, of right and wrong are simply illusions. And that's the bit that we want to come to when in ourselves is is that accepting ourselves, finding the judgments we have. You know, you might have to dig at your beliefs, but that that's one one clear way of accessing a negative self-belief is when you're judging other people, it's really yourself you're judging. So if you find that you're judging people at the moment in your life, whether it's family, friends or, or you know, strangers, have a look at what it is. If we have a look at what it is that we're judging that person on and then bring it back and say, well, am I? Am I pushing that part of myself away? Am I not embracing that peace in myself? Because we all are connected and we all are the same in in many ways. I mean, I know we're different. If I dislike somebody, I dislike what they represent in me. I dislike that part of myself. Uncover that peace and... And learning to show light and love to that part of you so that you may become whole. And that's what we want. We want to become whole. When we're whole and we're accepting of ourselves, we become whole in mind and body. And being whole means being balanced and it means being healthy. And I think that's something that we all want in our lives. And mental health is a challenge. It's been a challenge before COVID, but it's definitely a challenge since the pandemic. And now as restrictions are being lifted, which is great, there's still a lot of mental health issues that people are feeling challenged with um, within themselves or within their family. And that's where we need self-compassion. So it's great that people in the last number of years are talking about mental health challenges and are able to uh, speak about them, whether they speak about them to their family, their friends their social media friends or followers it's good to own it we need to own that sometimes we're living in a world that's not particularly kind or we're not particularly kind to ourselves in this world and it can show up in how we feel about ourselves it can show up in how much stress we're under how much anxiety we're feeling how much self-destructive behaviors we have beliefs we have and how we can turn that around. So, so mental well-being, I like to call it, and emotional well-being. Um, it is about learning to to meet the parts of you, the darkness in you, and accept it and send love to to you in those times. You know, maybe, maybe you uh lost your temper and you were really angry. And it is about reviewing that and accepting well, one, you probably had a very good reason to be angry. And two, it's a very normal emotion. And three, it's it's probably been an important expression for you. So maybe you're not maybe you're not comfortable with how you expressed it. And if you're not used to expressing anger, it will come out in in a stronger way because perhaps you've suppressed it for a long time. So it's allowing yourself to acknowledge your feelings allowing yourself to a space to express your feelings so in a safe space and then forgiving yourself if you haven't expressed it in a manner that you feel comfortable with so forgiving yourself is really important and forgiving others is important but forgiving yourself is more important because that's where we start forgiving ourselves Forgiving ourselves lightens the load in our heart. Forgiving ourselves helps us move on. If we don't forgive ourselves for things that we are judging ourselves for, then we hold that resentment inside in our body and in our heart and in our beliefs. We'll hold ourselves back. And the heart is a a beautiful organ. It's a beautiful center in our energy center. And it is that part that really wants to reach out and connect with other people. And it is that part that holds on to resentments as well. So if we're um, holding on to resentments, give yourself a break, forgive yourself and let go. And journaling is a great way to uncover what resentments you're holding. Journaling is a great way to discover who you really are. And journaling is a great way to, it's a great tool to help you um flip your thinking pivot from maybe feeling victimized to feeling like okay i have a choice here so journaling will give you that self-awareness and it's free and all you need is a notebook by your bed or on your desk and give yourself time each day to to write and to reflect It's also really important to fill your cup. So filling your cup, I mean by that, I think we all know what that means, but filling your cup is putting in time, scheduling time each day to do something positive. So if it is your gratitude journal, or if it is appreciating what's going on for you, even three things a day, if you say, I appreciate this, in my life. So I appreciate that the weather is good. It doesn't have to be about you. I appreciate that I have opportunities today. I, ha- I appreciate that I have coffee, a coffee date with one of my friends that I'm going to meet my friends for coffee. I appreciate that I have beautiful children, what, what, whatever comes to mind, but positive. and And that's, that's such a lovely, positive thing to put into your day. We give so much. I know as women and and men, we give so much. We're giving, giving, giving. We're doing, doing, doing. And as we get into midlife, I feel like we give a lot more because we realize that we have the potential to give more. We have the realization that we can do so much. However, if we're doing and giving, we need to remember to put into ourselves really positive and affirming, joyful activities so if it's treating yourself for uh, lunch with like I said with your friends or just by yourself whether it's going to a gallery to look at the paintings if that's something that you enjoy whether it's getting your nails done getting your hair done some people like that it's also about doing the things that are free like going for a walk in nature and scheduling that in like sitting down with your diary and putting in the days ahead of time OK, I'm going to take a walk this day. I'm going to do some yoga this day. I'm going to schedule in a retreat. I, I went to a retreat last week, which was so lovely. It was so nourishing. It was beautiful to go somewhere, do yoga, meditation and be held by someone else that there was, there was a teacher there that was looking after all the activities, the schedule, has organized the food. The food was amazing. and. Your bed was organized for you. It was all perfect and warm and a lovely feeling of kindness. And it's, it's such a it's so nice to give yourself that treat for a retreat. My friend Dervala runs retreats down in Ballymalloo in County Cork. And she has a retreat coming up soon, which is on self-compassion. Dervala teaches this beautiful yoga. She does a lot of restorative practices and she does yin yoga. So Dervla is working with her friends Neve Fox and Brie Allen, and Neve is the little fox in Liskanner. um I know that restaurant's not open anymore, but that's where she was. Her food was raved about across all of social media. I saw lots of times people saying how amazing the food was. So she spends her time planning the menu based on the seasons and nourishment and deliciousness. And Dervla describes Brie as the kindest host and. What Dharvala loves most is valuing working with the ladies is that every moment of the retreat is as special as possible. And we know how important it is to have self-care and how precious time out of your busy life is. Theme for her yoga based on the season, the moon cycle, the writings and teachings that she's inspired by. And ultimately, she wants to guide people to a place of peace, feeling grounded, calm releasing all the stress and enjoying deep relaxation. And Malu House is a very special place known for its amazing food and training college for chefs around the world. And Dervla describes it like a big nurturing cocoon where people can cozy up by the fire, enjoy the incredible rooms and have a long bath in the luxurious bathrooms. And she says that Brie, make sure that everyone has lavender bath salts. I would highly recommend that if you have the space, the time and the money to invest in yourself, I would recommend that if you are yearning for a space to get away. It is in Malu County Cork, Ballycotton County Cork, and it's with Derbla Glynn. I would highly recommend Derbla Glynn. I've done her online classes and I just felt they were incredible. It didn't feel like I was doing yoga, but I knew that afterwards my body felt really stretched because when she does restorative yoga or yin yoga the poses are you know they're just like you're lying back in a certain way and it doesn't feel like you're in you're not trying to balance on one toe or on your head they're just really relaxing poses but when you hold them for a certain amount of time guided by Dervila your body is getting a stretch inside and out and she's got a lovely confident way of teaching yoga which is just so nourishing so yeah I would highly recommend Dervila or the retreat that I went on last week with Ella Benham in Alahis, E-L-L-A-B-E-N-H-A-M I think was just incredible and Ella is a beautiful teacher a beautiful host the place was fabulous. And we went for a lovely hike, which was incredible, up the hills of Bera on Codhead, I think was the name of the, the place where we were. And we went for a swim in the sea, which was so exhilarating, ate delicious food. So, yeah, why not treat yourself? Or well, there's like, if you want to go further afield, there's lots of retreats abroad as well, whether you go to Ibiza, which is a favorite haunt of a lot of people, or Turkey for the, the lovely dietary retreats where you, you drink juices and you detox or I interviewed Christian de la Horta here during the year last year and he has retreats on their kind of spiritual retreats but up there on building your self-esteem and building yourself up to feel your own power within and he does them in different parts of the world so sometimes Egypt sometimes South America, all, all over in America as well and in Europe. So, yeah, hopefully we'll see him this side soon or a workshop. You know, if you fancy doing a workshop, why not choose whatever it is that your passion is drawn to? Whatever you feel passionate about. Uh, treat yourself to a, a workshop retreat. There's plenty of them going on Google, whether it's some form of art. Have a look and see if there's something available in your area or maybe you need to move outside of your area. But you deserve time out. For you to replenish, to restore your balance, your whole self, your physical, your spiritual, your emotional self. And then, you know, just note that when you return after that beautiful replenishment, you will feel a bit more open and with that more vulnerable. So in the week following your retreat, just note that, yeah, you'll feel impacted a bit more as you go about your life. And that's a good thing. Although it might feel challenging, it's a good thing because we need to keep our heart open and we need to keep our heart open as we move through our journey in life. No matter what challenges we make, it's just more important to keep our heart open, to stay present as much as possible. So the lovely Thich Han passed away, or Thay was his uh, short name. He passed away a couple of weeks ago and he was a beautiful meditation teacher from Vietnam. And he thought a lot about breathing in and breathing out, lovely mindfulness and staying present. So the simple meditation that he teaches is basically focusing on in and out breath. And that sounds so simple. But what he thought was that when we just say in and out and name our breath as the in breath and the out breath as we breathe in and out, that we bring ourselves out of our head and into our body and we unify the body and the mind. Out of the past and out of the future, we come into the present. And that's where we live life fully. That's where we encounter the beauty of life, the the richness of life. The heaven on earth is in the present moment. So, so often we find ourselves reaching to the future and getting anxious and worrying about what's going to happen and some often we might spend time going over what happened in the past and finding ourselves uh, getting depressed from thinking about the past too much and look I know as as a counsellor we do need to revisit the past if there's something awful there and we need to revisit it and let go and that's the purpose of revisiting the past is to hear your story and let it go but don't stay there forever don't stay there for long enough if you're being pulled back to the past, go reach out, find a therapist, find a support group, whether it's online, whether it's in person, whether you pay for it, whether you don't, find a space where you can let go of the burdenous past. And whether it's your past that you feel the emotion and the draw to, or whether it's the past of your family gone by, maybe you feel this incredible passion for the losses that your family felt two generations ago or one generation ago. Revisit it, talk about it, and then let it down. Let it down because we need to, that's part of our self-compassion journey is that we need to let go of the past and let go of the future worrying and be present. Staying present means not reaching into the future. So accepting that whatever's going on in your life that there's a higher purpose for it so we may not be very happy with the situation going on but sometimes we have to surrender the situation and allow support spiritually to come in and accept that something positive is going to come from this so yeah absolutely take action when you need to take action but trusting that everything will work out so if you hit a block if you hit resistance, if you hit contrast in your life where you find yourself in a situation that's unbearable. Definitely take action, but also accept spiritual help and support and trust that everything is working out as exactly as it's supposed to. So when you're in that position, it's time to let go of resistance. It's time to stop trying to force things to come into the way you want to be open and honest with yourself but at the same time finding a balance of grace and acceptance so finding a balance of grace and acceptance is by letting go and trusting trusting that life is a big process and there are ups and downs but that what comes our way or who comes our way we we will learn lessons we learn lessons from our mistakes we learn to love the parts of ourselves that we couldn't look at that shows up in relationships when people come into your life that are challenging and difficult we need to learn to love the parts of ourselves that they represent in us so they're a mirror for us and accepting that once we learn a lesson once we see the bigger picture We can let go of the situation or let go of the person and see what will come our way. What emerges for your higher purpose. So if you're in a relationship, that's not good for you yes learn the lessons write down what's uh what you're getting from this relationship how you how you found yourself in this relationship and then be prepared to let it go you don't need to stay in an awful relationship you can step out of it you can leave and that's okay even if you're a christian and you believe in the sanctity of marriage and the commitment you've made no spiritual god or goddess or universe would want you to stay in pain because that's not what life's about life's about enjoying enjoying ourselves so if you find yourself in a relationship with a partner or a friend and it's really not good for you, definitely write a um, journal about how you feel, what's going on, and then be prepared to step out of it. That's OK. Be prepared to ask for help. You can always get help on um, relationships with friends and with with uh, partners and discuss And find out your true feelings and open up to what's for your higher good. And if it's not working, you can always walk away. There are more people out there. There are more friends out there. There are more partners out there. Definitely. And then learning to love yourself is taking time for you in between relationships is important. Taking time to discover the parts of you that you may never have known existed We're always growing. We're always emerging with new parts of ourselves and new parts of ourselves to love. Sometimes we don't take time for ourselves or we don't commit to our own self-care and self-love because we feel like we have to give everything to our family, our children, our parents, our partners, our work. If you are feeling that, and I know this one myself, that is the time when you Take time out for you, because that is the really important time when you feel like you have nothing uh, to give to yourself because you have to focus on everyone else. That's exactly the point where you need to take time to fill your cup, to take time to go away for yourself or to to get out for a walk or to get out or to commit to a holiday or a a retreat, as I said, or a course. Or maybe it's therapy of some sort. Talk therapy doesn't suit everyone. So maybe it's something like acupuncture or energy work or massage therapy or group therapy. Or maybe it is giving, giving light to an addiction you have that you know is, is not good for you. So you're feeling that you're in a res- self-destructive pattern, a self-destructive journey, a road, a path that's bringing you down rather than improvement. Once you notice that and and notice what fears you have around giving that up and seek help. There's lots of 12-step groups. There's lots of support groups. There's lots of therapists. There's lots of people that you can open up to. If you've lost somebody, if you're grieving somebody, a friend or a family member or a partner, take time to be with you. And, and if you're having a sad day or a sad week, just allow that to be. That's okay. You know, we don't have to be. Sunny sunshine is positive all the time. We don't have to be nurturing all the time. We can nurture ourselves in that point. We'll be a lot more able to be present the day after or the hour after. So, allowing yourself to have time to recuperate after a big loss is important. Time to recover after sickness and illness is important time to rehabilitate after an operation, getting support around that. I definitely did some work on people this week with my energy therapy, bioenergy, for people going in for surgery, people uh, going through a real tough medical procedures, somebody who had uh, inflammation in their gut, which was causing them great distress, And it was such a pleasure and an honor to work energetically with them and see an improvement. Sometimes it takes a while to see an improvement, but sometimes you see improvement straight away. And it's such a joy to see that when you're a healer or when you're a therapist. A lot of stuff needs to be put into your cup to feel good and don't feel bad about it. Because if you're feeling bad about spending money on yourself, or committing time to yourself, that's exactly the time you need to do it. That's exactly the point you need to invest in yourself. When you feel like you haven't enough to give, you may not have enough money. That's exactly the point where you have to open up to receiving and to spending on yourself. And then coaching is good if, you, if you're if you going down a road where you're, you've got goals and you want to realize your goals. Coaching is good for spotting the, the resistance you meet in yourself and others. And it's also good for holding yourself accountable. So holding yourself accountable is important, but doing that with love. It's not always about, why didn't you do this at this time? This is what you were meant to do. It's about, okay, I notice I haven't done this at this time. What's going on for me? And then digging in under that reason. What's going on? Is it procrastination? Is it fear? Is it shame? Is it, I don't feel good enough to uh, keep going on this journey with this goal? I I think I'm not going to be good enough when I do it. I'm not going to be all these limiting beliefs that we have about ourselves. Basically, I'm not good enough. And that comes from shame. And so it's stopping when you notice that and and taking time to, to be with that emotion, to journal about it, to talk about it, to feel it and to send it on its way. Always emotions come from needs that aren't met. So if you find yourself with a certain feeling or emotion that's coming up and you're discovering Oh, I'm like this a lot. Careful that you don't become that person. So if you're angry a lot that you don't become an angry person or if you're sad a lot that you're not a sad person. They're just emotions. They're transient. They're like the lovely fluffy clouds that are going past in the sky. They move on. But if you don't acknowledge them, they'll stick around. And and acknowledging them and finding out what your needs are that haven't been met so so we have lots of needs we have physical needs we have social needs we have emotional needs we have connection needs we have a need for love a need for acceptance a need for expression a need for a sense of freedom a need for relaxation could be one of those busy bees who's always doing 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 you definitely need to relax as well. And if you find that you're a doer all the time, then it's good to question, am I good enough to just be? Do I feel worthy if I'm just sitting in a chair reading a book? Do I feel worthy in myself if I'm taking time to relax? Or is my self-worth caught up in doing? I have to do in order to feel like I deserve a place amongst the people I'm around, in my family, at the table, you know, is it okay to just be? And accepting all the parts that just be is really important. And that too is uncovering through self-awareness the parts of ourselves. It's okay to do, but it's also okay to be. And a balance of the two are, are really important. I came across this lovely poem the other day by John Rodell, and it's beautiful. My brain and heart divorced a decade ago over who was to blame about how big of a mess I have become. Eventually, they couldn't be in the same room with each other. Now my head and heart share custody of me. I stay with my brain during the week and my heart gets me on weekends. They never speak to one another. Instead, they give me the same note to pass to each other every week. And their notes they send to one another always says the same thing. This is all your fault. On Sundays, my heart complains about how my head has let me down in the past. And on Wednesdays, my head lists all of the times my heart has screwed things up for me in the future. They blame each other for the state of my life. There's been a lot of yelling and crying. So lately, I've been spending a lot of time with my gut, who serves as my unofficial therapist. Most nights, I sneak out of the window in my ribcage and slide down my spine and collapse on my gut's plush leather chair that's always open for me. And I just sit, 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 sit until the sun comes up. Last evening, my gut asked me if I was having a hard time being caught between my heart and my head. I nodded. I said I didn't know if I could live with either of them anymore. My heart is always sad about something that happened yesterday, while my head is always worried about something that may happen tomorrow. I lamented. My gut squeezed my hand. I just can't live with my mistakes of the past or my anxiety about the future. I sighed. My gut smiled and said, in that case, you should go stay with your lungs for a while. I was confused. The look on my face gave it away. If you're exhausted about your heart's obsession with the fixed past and your mind's focus on the uncertain future, your lungs are the perfect place for you. There is no yesterday in your lungs. There is no tomorrow there either. There is only now. There is only inhale. There is only exhale. There is only this moment. There is only breath. And in that breath, you can rest while your heart and head work their relationship out. This morning, while my brain was busy reading tea leaves, and while my heart was staring at old photographs, I packed a little bag and walked to the door of my lungs. Before I could even knock, she opened the door with a smile. And as a gust of air embraced me, she said, what took you so long? So I hope that you will take something from this podcast and schedule in some meditation or yoga or walk by the sea or walk in the woods. A retreat, perhaps a lovely lunch perhaps, a Valentine's date for yourself or a Valentine's date with somebody, an invitation to allow kindness permeate through your veins and through your cells, an invitation to allow yourself to invest multiple times each day in yourself. All those things serve to raise your vibration in yourself to help you feel nourished, to help you feel happier. And when you do that, your energy gets better and you feel better and it's worth it. You're worth it. So I hope you have a wonderful week and uh, Jill will be back next week with an interview. And I have a few very interesting interviews coming up in the next few weeks as well. So I look forward to the next podcast on Lady Time. And if you enjoyed today's podcast, please tell your friends. Please subscribe to our podcast on whatever podcast channel you're listening on. Please give us a like and a like on Facebook too. Thank you. Bye-bye.